Hello everyone and welcome back to the Chelsea Overseas Podcast. Today we will recap Chelsea's game against Everton and look ahead to games against Wolves and Leeds. So with that said, let's get right into it. Chelsea vs Everton. Unfortunately, this game ended in a loss for Chelsea. What were your thoughts on this game, Adam? Well, it obviously wasn't great. Um, not, not a fun one and a 1-0 defeat at Goodison Park. Uh, again, we've lost at Goodison Park which we've lost there the last few years and again we've lost there so that's not fun yeah I felt the the better team won in the end and fair play to Everton for that they deserved it on the day uh Chelsea weren't great at all I felt in the first half Everton Everton did really well and they matched Chelsea's system so they went to a five at the back, more of a kind of four three uh three four three. It looked like a five four one at times, but still like a three four three. They matched Chelsea. And I think one of the biggest things for Everton in this game was stopping Mason Mount. And Frank Lampard said he had a plan for it after. And I think Decore and Delph and Alan, because eventually Alan came on for, for Delph, but those kind of three did a marvelous job on on stopping uh, the service into Mason Mount. So I felt Everton defensively in the first half and in the second were really strong. And I think in the first half, Chelsea struggled mainly in terms of accelerating the ball into the final third, giving getting into those areas that they could really hurt Everton. And I think they struggled to play through midfield. And I think playing in that 3-4-1-2 system with Mason Mount underneath the two strikers, which were Havertz and Werner, Mason Mount's kind of the connection between kind of those two sitting midfielders and the front two. And Chelsea weren't able to really find them in, in the pockets. And I think that that was a real struggle for Chelsea in the first half where they weren't really, although they had a lot of the ball, it was mainly in and around the back line and in not really meaningful areas. Chelsea couldn't really back Everton up into their defensive third. And although Chelsea didn't give anything up in the first half, they really struggled to break down a very good defensive shape of Everton who was pressing very tightly in midfield. And then the second half, I think, obviously the Aspilicueta kind of error changes the game and Everton dropped back into more of a low block uh, because they they were pressing Chelsea a little bit up until they got the first goal. That's how they got the first goal, right? Richarlison forces uh, a turnover from Espelicueta, but then they sat back and they defended deeper. Park the bus, park the bus they call it. Yeah, they parked the bus a bit and, and Chelsea really struggled, right? They made a few tactical changes, but they still, although they got into better areas and had a, f- a few situations where they could have been a threat, obviously Mason Mount hit the post. But other than Mason Mount's kind of double post thing and then Pickford pulls off one of the saves of the season, Chelsea didn't really create enough at all. And they struggled to really uh, really penetrate that Ever- Everton defense and get in behind them and cause Pickford a lot of problems. I I fully agree. I think it also doesn't help when the coach of the team you're playing against knows most, if not all, your players really well. 
Right. Um, yeah, I know Everton did a great job. They stayed tight. They stayed compact, which is a huge thing defensively. Uh, they didn't they didn't give Chelsea much, especially in the first half. And the press was a little bit higher in the second, but it wasn't enough for Chelsea to come out on top. Did Tuchel's tactical changes in the second half help, do you think? I, I, I think Chelsea were more of a threat in the second half than they were in the, in the first half. Like, on another day, they probably tie the game with the Mason Mount double post and then... You know, it was a great save from Pickford on the follow-up. Yeah, what an incredible save, eh? Yeah, I think it's one of the saves There's of the There's a reason year. he's England's keepers. Yeah. So, you know, I think definitely, I think bringing on Kovacic was, was good. But then again, Kovacic is coming from another injury that had him out for several weeks. So even he didn't look at his 100% best. Tuchel did change to a 4-3-3, brought on Hakim Ziyech, Christian Pulisic, but it didn't really help too much. And I felt defensively Everton were very good in the 5-4-1, and Chelsea really struggled with their movement off the ball, I think, in terms of penetrating the Everton defense and, and getting in behind, even getting to the byline in wide areas and making that Everton those Everton center backs face their own goal. Uh, there wasn't enough that was behind them. It was mostly in front of them. And I, th- I think Chelsea continued to struggle. So although they looked a bit more of a threat and maybe on another day could have tied the game, they definitely didn't look enough of a threat to win the game. And as they pushed on, right, there was space that opened up that even Everton could have put a second in the back of the net. So, yeah, um, it wasn't good enough in, in both halves for Chelsea. I think, like I said, I think Everton deserved this one. I, I was impressed with the way Frank Lampard set set up Everton. Yeah. And once again, Pickford did a wonderful job. It wasn't just the one immaculate save. He made save after save. Um, he, he really threw himself in front of that ball, and so did the defenseman, and they were tight. And this was, it was a great performance by Everton. They, were, they look like a top-class team here. But do you think this is another case of Chelsea throwing away points? Charity FC? Well, yeah. Well, it it sort of is. I mean, you look at the Aspilicueta goal, and that's really a Chelsea error, right? It's a kind of another error playing out from the back in possession. And, you know, that, that should never really happen. It kind of comes a bit out of nowhere, right? And, the, the, you know, that's all on Chelsea. That's nothing brilliant that... Everton did um that's on Chelsea so you know and if that if that goal doesn't happen you know Chelsea are maybe a bit more of a threat in the second half and maybe just like they did against West Ham maybe they find a late winner or maybe they at least come out with a point so they're throwing whether it's one or three points away uh, yeah, I do think they're throwing points away. Now, I think I think it was a bit different from Man United, where I think Chelsea played very well against Man United and had more than enough chances to win and, you know, played very well. I think against Everton here, I think they struggled to create a lot of opportunities. And where Man United didn't defend well, Everton did and deserved what they got out of it. So, you know, Chelsea did throw away points, but they also didn't play great Everton's defense really was um, great here and 
All right. What have your thoughts been on Wolves this season? Well, I think they've been they've been good. They've had a good year. Obviously, I think things have changed in Wolverhampton, right? Um, you know, a new manager. They've they've lost some key players too. Diego Jota being one of them um, in the past few years. So that Wolves team that initially came up and came seventh right away uh, and had a few really good seasons. Obviously, there's there's been some changes, but I think. They've adapted really well. And I think, you know, Raul Jimenez was also out for, you know, a season basically with uh, the injury. But they've responded this year really well, right? And I think also not having European footballs probably helped get them back on their feet too. And yeah, I think the the manager change has been good. I think Bruno Large has done a good job. And the system is pretty similar. The way they play is pretty similar. You know, and they've compensated all right for for some of the key absences and and players that that have left. Uh, so yeah, they've they're very comfortable in the top eight this year. Uh, very strong team defensively, only thirty two goals against, which is the fourth best in the division. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I think they've had a good year. They they're they could push West Ham for potentially seventh place, which would be European football next year. I think they've had a strong year, Wolves. And like I said, I think the manager change has gone well. It, I think it's very nice that they have Real, Real Jimenez back. And, uh, you know, that back line, people like Connor Cody, Roman Sice, you know, even Max Kilman. Uh, yeah, very, very strong unit back there. Yep. Um what can we expect from Wolves as a team? How does Chelsea beat them? Well, I I, I guess I kind of highlighted it there. Uh, when when you think of this Wolves team since they've been promoted to the Premier League, you think of one of the best defenses uh, in the league, right? And you think of a very strong counterattacking team. I do think that... Wolves have struggled a bit in terms of goal scoring, for sure. They only have 33 goals forward. They, I don't think Raul Jimenez has been totally back at his best. I think it's taken a while. And obviously, you know, Diego Jota was a massive player from for them and super clinical. Um, so I think going forward, the likes of Daniel Pudence, Raul Jimenez... I don't think they've really given Wolves enough goals. I think that would be the only thing this year. Whereas I think in midfield, they're extremely strong. You know, Jean Moutinho, Ruben Neves, Dan Donker is a great player. Like I said, the guys at the back are, are wonderful. Connor Cody, Kilman Sice, those are all wonderful players. We'll see Roman Sice with Morocco against Canada at the World Cup. Uh, but this is... Uh, a really strong unit at the back and in midfield. I do think they've struggled um, in terms of being as clinical as they were when they first got promoted to the Premier League. And um, yeah, so I expect a team that'll sit back, put numbers behind the ball, and you know they they always play in the, the uh, back five. So it, it'll be it'll be a tough one for Chelsea. The reverse fixture was 
was very difficult where you know, Wolves sat back and they didn't give Chelsea much. They're a very strong unit defensively. It'll be a tough one to break down. What was the uh, previous score? Uh, nil-nil. Oh, wow. This will definitely be a tough match. And that was in... Uh... That wasn't in Stanford, was it? No, that was at Mullen, no. Yes, okay. Um, can we get a starting 11 for Chelsea? Who's out for this game? All right, yeah. So in terms of uh, the starting 11, I actually think, one more thing, this could uh, this could probably be another like sort of nil-nil. I, I could see a very kind of boring and dull game where Wolves put numbers behind the ball, Chelsea struggle to break them down, but Wolves don't really have too much of a threat going forward. Uh, I, yeah, I, I could honestly see something like that. But in terms of the starting 11 for Chelsea, I think you have Edward Mendy in goal. When's the last time Kepa played? Ooh, FA Cup, probably. Right, okay. But Edward Mendy, I agree. Yeah, so Edward Mendy, uh, Rudiger, Thiago Silva. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Reese James is at right center back. Yeah, I'll go with Reese James at right center back. I'll go with Aspilicueta at right wing back. Uh, Alonso at left wing back, who, by the way, has been playing very well and, and actually has had quite a good year. So Alonso at left wing back. We have a few absences in midfield. Jorginho and N'Golo Kante are both out for this match. So, How come? Uh, both with little injuries. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So, let's go with Mateo Kovacic and Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Yes, okay. Mateo Kovacic and Ruben Loftus-Cheek. And then... Loftus-Cheek did all right against uh, Everton, I found. Yes, you know what? And I forgot to mention that. His confidence went, was a little bit higher after Tuchel mentioned that. Yes, yes, that's a very good point because I was going to mention that and I actually forgot. But yes, um, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, I felt in, in Chelsea's midfield, Jorginho really struggled in the first half and he was taken off at halftime. Mason Mount, like I said, although he almost scored, I felt for most of the game he struggled too. And that was a big reason why I think Chelsea struggled. But Ruben Loftus-Cheek was the bright spot in midfield. Yes. He, he looks very active and physical and confident. And that's something that Tuchel said he needs to work on or it's kind of low at the moment. But it didn't look that low. I think, I think he's taking that to heart and in a good way, in a positive way, as every player should. They shouldn't let it get to them. They should improve on it. And you've seen that in the last game. Hopefully it stays consistent. Yeah, yeah, and I think he's done, he did a good job against Everton. I think some of his runs driving with the ball were some of the few moments Chelsea actually were able to break through midfield. <laughs> the Some of the few moments that Chelsea looked alive. Exactly, right? And uh, yeah, he, he was kind of the standout in midfield uh, on Sunday for Chelsea. So essentially going back to the lineup, we have... Mendy in goal, we have Rudiger, Silva, and Reese James as the back three. We have Aspilicueta, right wing back, Alonso, a left wing back, Kovacic, and Ruben Loftus-Cheek in central midfield as the two holding midfielders. 
and then we're gonna pretty much keep the front three at least in my like for me we're gonna keep it as it's been the last few weeks I'm gonna go with Mason Mount with Havertz and Werner yeah and we're gonna have them as more of a front three in this game instead of one dropping Mason Mount dropping back yeah yeah just because I th- I could see Wolves actually playing a midfield three so I think they they might expect Mason Mount to be, be in that number 10 role I think if we try to I think even too against Everton we could have maybe benefited in a 3-4-3 with having those kind of number 10s on either side of the striker who could support the wing backs a bit and uh I think against Wolves I think they might expect Mason Mount to play underneath underneath the two strikers I think if we go with the front three um maybe we can hurt Wolves a bit more in in wider areas when those uh number 10s are able to combine with the wing backs so yeah, let's go with that. And uh, we'll go Havertz on the left, Mount on the right, and Werner up top. And hopefully, hopefully, Chelsea are able to break Wolves down. Like I said, I think it'll be a tight game, very tight game. You know what you're going to get from Wolves. I think Chelsea are going to have to be a lot better than they were against Everton in terms of causing that defense a lot more problems here. And, and, and I think, penetrating that back line more, getting in behind, hopefully drawing defenders out out of position and not keeping everything in front of them. So and hopefully we can work the goalkeeper more. So yeah, I think it'll be a tough game, but hopefully Chelsea can win it. Yep. I think you covered all the key points there. Chelsea versus Leeds. So talk about that now. What have your thoughts been on Leeds this season? Could they be relegated? Uh, they're not often in the Premier League, are they? Well, they actually had a lot of time away from the Premier League. The, the Leeds are one of the most historic teams in English football history. Uh, but then there were some issues. They went down. Um, and then they they were down for over 15 years. And, and now they're back up. Uh, as of last year, obviously, Marcelo Bielsa was the one to get them back up. But yeah, it's it's a team that I don't think anyone wants to go down unless you're obviously a Burnley or Everton fan. Um, I think th- this is a team that has to be in the Premier League, right? And, you know, I love their style. I love what they've brought to the Premier League. And I, I don't want them to go. And what's interesting about Leeds is that a few weeks ago, we thought they were safe. They'd gotten a few big wins. Everton were really struggling. Burnley were really struggling. And then all of a sudden, Burnley win three in a row. Everton, you know, have won two of their past four. And Leeds have won one of their past four. And all of a sudden, Leeds are tied with Burnley on 34 points. Everton are only two behind Leeds, but have a game in hand. So all of a sudden... There is a lot of pressure on Leeds who play Chelsea and I believe play Arsenal. Yeah. 
Don't worry, Arsenal will drop points to them if Chelsea doesn't. Leeds, Leeds look safe, which, and then all of a sudden things changed. Um, I think it's been a rough year for them, a really tough year. I think the injuries to Calvin Phillips, Patrick Bamford were just a killer. It was an absolute killer for them. And it's, I think it's a big reason why they were struggling. Obviously, Marcelo Bielsa's system, um, you know, I never thought it was totally sustainable long-term. And especially with the injuries, it came to the point where they had to make a change. Um, I think Jesse Marsh has brought a lot of good things. I think they're more organized. I think it's more of a calculated approach while still being a very good team in transition, being a very good team when they press and being an aggressive and physical team. Um, but I do think they're a bit more organized defensively. And um, I think it's a bit more sustainable. But it's a real battle uh, at that bottom of the table. And I think it's been a tough year for them. And honestly, with the schedule that Leeds have too, I I I don't know. It's it's going I think it's a real battle with them and Everton. I have a feeling Burnley are going to stay up. I'd said when had we said it? Like weeks ago we had said Burnley always play with you. They always make you think they're going down and then they get themselves out of it and here they are again doing the same thing. So they're probably going to stay up again. I think one of Leeds or Everton is going to go down. I do and I worry for Leeds now because Everton at home at Goodison Park, that place, that atmosphere against Chelsea, I don't know if Everton's going to drop points at home. Right. This can be a real problem for Leeds. So I think one of them two will go down, but I'd be very worried if I was a Leeds fan. Well, you, you did mention they have the very historic background in the Premier League, so it'd be a shame really. Yeah, what can we expect from Leeds again when it comes to playing against them? How did Chelsea beat them? Yeah, so I think, like I said, I think Leeds, Chelsea will have most of the ball, I'm, I'm sure, against Leeds. Uh, like I said, I think Jesse March is, his approach is a bit more pragmatic than Bielsa's was. I mean, I think a lot of managers' approaches are more pragmatic than Bielsa, but uh, definitely they're a bit more organized. And, um, you know, although they had lost 4-0 to Man City very recently, I thought they actually defended quite well for a large part of the match up until kind of the end, really, and the second half. But I felt the first half they were very, very good. And that sort of approach I could see them implementing in this game and where I think defensively, like I said, they really didn't give much up, but they broke forward at real pace and they committed numbers forward. And they're a real threat when they go forward with the likes of Rafinha and um, Rodrigo. So, yeah, I think it'll be a tough game. They're fighting for their lives, Leeds, right? So they're desperate. So uh, I expect a well-organized team, a team that's very good and that's going to cause a threat in transition and, you know, someone like Rafinha, too, he, you give him a chance, he'll probably take it. So they do have someone who they can really count on in terms of taking opportunities. So, I, yeah, I think it'll be a tough game, this one for Chelsea. The leads are desperate. Yeah. Well, when teams get hungry, they put up a good fight. And 
like you said, this will be a tough one for Chelsea. Um, what does Chelsea need to do to secure top four in these next two matches? Because I know Arsenal have won their last three, and um, well, after the Everton match, Chelsea, you know, the 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 gap is tightening a lot. It's tightened a lot more than it should have been, right? Um, so what do they sec do to secure top four or ideally top three? So Chelsea only need six more points to secure top four in their next four games. So two wins in, in these games obviously secures top four. Um, but the other thing that everyone should keep an eye on is Tottenham play Liverpool this weekend. And also Arsenal after that. Yes, and, and Arsenal. So it's a real difficult schedule for Tottenham. So I don't expect Tottenham to get maximum points in these next four games. I could see them getting something like seven, right? Um, so, you know, I think although it's six points to make top four, I think it's really like three for Chelsea. I think once Chelsea hits that 70-point mark, that's it. Right, so that and that's four points away. I agree. So, two wins clinches it. I think Chelsea are, in my opinion, I think it's it'll be very difficult for them to not make top four. What do they have to do to finish above Arsenal, though? Yeah, I think to, yeah, I think top four is basically done. It always has been. I think with, I think yeah, they've opened the door for Arsenal to finish third. Chelsea. Uh, needs nine points to secure third. And so three wins, that's obviously if Arsenal doesn't drop any points. With Arsenal playing Spurs, obviously if you're a Chelsea fan, you're hoping for a draw, right? Which would mean Chelsea would only need seven points to come third. So yeah, um, there's no question about th fourth. It's really third. That's a bit, you never know, right? Um, so that's that. Um, I think... I think going back to the Leeds game, another thing to keep an eye on, if Chelsea win against Wolves and, and you know, or, or even if Tottenham lose against Liverpool, right? So that gap that Chelsea has above Tottenham either stays at five points or increases. Chelsea is in a really strong position with three games to go. And Chelsea play in the FA Cup final on Saturday. So next Saturday. So... That game against Leeds, which is only three days before the FA Cup final, I could see Tuchel making a lot of changes. And, you know, he'll probably keep the same system. I don't see a need to change the system against Leeds. Um, so, yeah, I, I, think, I think you might see some rotation. And, and I, I wouldn't be too surprised if, if you even see a Lukaku start or someone like Christian Pulisic come in for that game. Um, even if Chalaba comes back in for that game, who I, in my opinion, deserves uh, some minutes back into the team. Yes, he does. He's had some very good games. So I wouldn't, don't be surprised if you see rotation against Leeds. Obviously that'll make it a bit more difficult. Um, but I do think with, you know, Chelsea should have most of the ball and, I think that it's their their work their organization defensively in terms of pressing leads higher is going to be very key in terms of stopping those transitional moments for leads, and 
I think even in kind of you kind of really if you're Chelsea want to get in behind those wing backs and uh and cause leads a lot of problems in the attacking in the attacking third so I think it, it could be a tough game against Leeds with the changes but I think like I said the or, their organization defensively is going to be really key and hopefully they can be a threat in the in the attacking third despite I'm sure the there would be some changes yeah uh, but we will be back next week to recap Chelsea's games against Wolves and Leeds, and we will preview the FA Cup final in an, in its entirety. So I'm very excited for that, Adam. Thank you all for listening, and have a great day. Peace. All right, bye, everyone.